When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. The biggest sporting fixture on the planet is edging ever closer. Yesterday we focused on France and Kylian Mbappe. Today we give our full and undivided attention to Argentina and, let's be brutally honest, the main man, Lionel Messi, who has been the standout performer of this World Cup and is one step closer to perhaps cementing his place as the greatest player of all time. I'm Adam Leventhal. Welcome to the Athletic Football Podcast. Di Maria. Lionel Messi. Messi's hitting all! That's what they came for! The Magic Man! One more Messi moment! And Argentina are alive! McAllister. Messi! Lionel Messi reaches out for more history as Argentina reach out for the World Cup semi-finals. He has a dream to fulfill. They have a dream to fulfill. He doesn't miss this one. So earlier on in this World Cup, we did an episode entitled The Cult of Messi, which was looking at almost the, the godlike status that he has. Um, and it's afforded by the fans, the media, fans in particular. Today, we're going to be looking at Messi, the, the player, and how this Argentine side is moulded around him. Alongside me is the Athletics' Oli Kay and the Argentine journalist Martin Mazur. Gentlemen, it's great to have you with us. And we're doing this set against the backdrop of the Commebol stand here in Doha. And one of the big features is a wonderful image of Diego Maradona kissing the World Cup. And I think if you're a neutral in this, you are hoping that Lionel Messi does get his moment just to crown the career of one of the all-time greats. Martin, how are you feeling ahead of this one? Thanks for having me and I'll tell you something. The beautiful thing about this Conmebol thing is that they brought the, this tree of dreams, right? But when we, when we sat there, I, I, I immediately looked at the other tree, the one that is covering some of Maradona's face, and I said, it's the real tree of dreams because you cannot see Maradona's face. You see him kissing the trophy and it's impossible not to imagine Messi kissing the trophy and replacing that picture. So um, we are really excited and, and hoping that, uh, you know, when, you, when you're watching a film and, and you expect like the pretty ending mm -hmm. and, and 
let's face it, it would be a, a fantastic ending to see Messi finally kissing the trophy after suffering so much, so many World Cups, so many frustrations and every time he got up again and, and kept fighting. So this is also one of the reasons why Argentinians, even the ones that were criticizing Messi uh, 10 years ago, for example, uh, in the end they had to accept, okay, we have to love this kid because he kept going, he kept going, he kept going and, and even after losing so many finals, uh, he was there the next time waiting for another uh, punch probably but uh, yeah he was he wanted to be there Oli from your point of view and you've written about it recently on on The Athletic about this being a a legacy defining moment ultimately for for Lionel Messi and it's funny if we put it's almost like we say well Lionel Messi is in the final and Argentina it's 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 just about it's just about him it feels like it sometimes feels a little bit misplaced when when we focus too much on one player or one manager and there's this sort of cult of the individual in 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 a team sport but i think everybody understands what you know how huge a moment this is for i i i would confidently say with certainty the greatest player of this generation the greatest player of this century um and the greatest player of my lifetime with a question mark because because of Maradona and it's it's there's always been the, the question does he does he match Maradona does he does he live up to Maradona it's always been about the World Cup Maradona inspired Argentina not single-handedly but 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 dragged a, an otherwise sort of relatively workmanlike Argentina team to the World Cup in 1986 and People have always said, "Well, Messi, he's not. He's never done what Maradona did. He's not, and it's the only thing you can possibly hold against him." And if he were to answer that question and do the same with what I think is a similarly, you know, it's not an outstanding team. It's not a team with, you know, Aguero, Higuain, it, you know, all these players at the peak like they have been in the past. It's it, it, it's a good team, but it's not a great team. And he could really define his greatness. I don't think his greatness is in any doubt after 16 years of being you know, an incredible player, incredible consistency. But I think it would give the same, the same image as the one behind us. It would give that image which truly defines his career and his status. It's been an absolute privilege to be here watching Lionel Messi live and performing to such a high level. Um, I wanted to sort of go into your mind, Martin, because you're coming out from a, like a different perspective to mine, which is just almost like an outsider absorbing the moment, seeing the, the sort of the magnitude of, of, a, of a player playing at their last World Cup and having the weight of a nation on his, on his back. When you watch Messi, how does he make you feel? Well, uh, to me, he makes me feel... First of all, emotional. Emotional because I see the transformation of Messi. Uh, woke up after woke up uh, from the kid that started in 2006 and was frustrated because he wasn't. Uh, he, he's, he left uh, the woke up by being on the bench against Germany in a game that could have defined the um, what Mbappe had 
in in Russia, for example, and yeah, he he was on the bench. And then from there, frustration for not being able to score even one goal in in South Africa. And then uh, 2014, uh, he saved uh, Argentina in the group stage. And then he, yeah, he played uh, fairly well, but moments, just moments of brilliance. He couldn't score in the final round, round of 16. He set up the assist for. Di Maria, but again, there was something missing, and Russia was a complete disaster in all senses of the word. So here it's like uh, we see Messi the the warrior. It's not it's not just Messi the player. He's Messi the warrior. He's battling against also age and uh, maybe not having that amazing acceleration that he used to have. But still, you know, it's very difficult to 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 put in words what he makes me feel but let's not focus on on just the fans and 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 the people let's focus on the players and the players around him feel this emotion when he he has the ball and they play for him it's amazing because some of these most of these uh, players were just 5 year old 6 year old 10 year old when messi started playing the the first world cup and, and some of them even had beautiful messages. For example, Enzo, Enzo Fernandez, uh, when Messi announced his international retirement after losing the final in the Copa America in, in the United States, Enzo Fernandez was just a 14-year-old that uh, wrote a, a fantastic Facebook message saying, we don't deserve you. How, how on earth are, are, please don't leave us, we don't deserve you because you are so great. So this is the admiration that the players had and now they're playing f with him, for him. It's the most emotional World Cup I've ever ex experienced uh, in Messi's era for sure, even, even more than with Maradona on the bench because uh, you can see this uh, bond between the players, the fans, some of the players are, are acting as fans and fans of Messi as well, and this is, um, and not to mention what is happening now in Argentina every time Argentina plays and every time Argentina uh, qualifies for, for the next round, it's like amazing scenes, never seen before, to be honest. We'll get stuck into exactly what he's been doing on the field and, and how he's been performing the goals and, and the assists probably more um, significant almost than the goals, the, the, the magic that sort of flowed from, from Lionel Messi. But we wanted to just get a taste on what it's like to play against Messi and how on earth do you stop him? Hi, my name is Leon Balogun and I played for Nigeria against Lionel Messi during the 2018 World Cup group stages. And he scored an amazing goal, to be very honest, on that day against us. Scooped forward by Banega. Messi collects. Messi scores! The boy is back in town. He took it down, I think, with his left thigh. And it was pretty much one move. Left thigh onto his right foot bank goal. That was just a moment of brilliance he had because other than that he actually did not cause too much trouble i would say we kept him at bay very very well you know when you play against him this sort of presence about him you know you hear all that talk about him all that hype and all the all the praise and you're like wow and i think it's about trying to ignore that as much as possible 
He's very, very strong. You feel like he's not really engaging, but you see that he's constantly checking what's around me, what's going on, where's the, that little pocket of space that I need. I remember once he went into a dribble and I got the ball, but that's also what you see with Messi a lot, I feel. It's like he's always seems to have that luck. The ball bounces off back onto his shin, onto his side, just into his path. He seems to have a solution all the time, even if you do nick the ball and somehow he just keeps running and you're like, how did he get past? My name is Jay Demerit, former uh, Watford center back and captain uh, MLS through the Whitecaps and, and the U.S. national team. Uh, I actually got to play against Messi three times. Elusiveness is actually is quite a rare trait. You know, to actually say that the best defenders in the world can't touch you means you're a, a really elusive person. And that's what I remember about him. It's like as much as you try to get to him, we all try to get to him. We all try to close the space. We all try to use the guys around us to, to close that space to help each other. But at the end of the day, he still seems to find that space. He still seems to be that one step away. And I think, you know, that elusiveness for me was, um, you know, the greatest I've ever seen. Being confused as a defender when you, you are dialed into an approach is really hard to do at times. And, and he was someone that where that leaves you confused. He, he leaves you in a place where where did he go and how did I get there and how where where did he come from? His ability to move without the ball, that was a difference I saw. And thankfully, you know, I played against a lot of the best. There was a couple of times where he had the ball kind of dribbling right down the right down the pipe, right down the middle of the field. And I've seen uh, Messi running at you with the ball. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> coming right at me. You know you're in the pressure of greatness, but you also understand that like you are playing against that player. So it raises all of our game. You're on the field with Wayne Gretzky and LeBron James. My name is Adrian Mariapa. I play for Jamaica and Burton FC. And I've been fortunate to play against Messi on a couple of occasions, both for Jamaica. Um, the first time was in the Copa America 2015. The other one was quite recently in a friendly just before the World Cup. He didn't even start the game. You know, about 60 minutes, he comes on the pitch and instantly the feel of the game is different. You could see the lift it gave the Argentina team. You know, the, his first few touches of the ball, you know, we managed to get tight to him. Um, you know, a few of the boys won it off of him. But once he started warming up into the game, he's just pounced on a, on a loose ball, on a second ball. As Messi gets his shooting range, Messi! hit one you know from outside the box you know great finish has gone in and then you know he, he's in full flow at this point he's running at people we managed to get a few tackles on him you know I've, I've come up against him a few times <laughs> one of the one of the the times in towards the end of the game he was running you know at the back four he, he was getting towards me and he's just chopped the other way and the only thing I could do was bring him down and I thought oh, you know well, at least he hasn't gone you know past me and then through to the keeper Subsequently, he scores from the free kick anyway. But it is Messi standing over the ball. It is Messi! Oh, what a goal! Little Messi! I remember him standing offside when he just came on. I could feel him just looking, um, you know, looking around. And then he was, you know, looking at me. He was looking for when I, you know, turned my head, took my attention away. And, you know, that's when he's making, you know, little movements and breaks and stuff. You don't want to let him get in into his rhythm because he will you know, run past everyone. You know, want to do well against him. You want to be the person to, to stop Messi as well. More than a few occasions, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of us done well to, to stop him at source, get tackles on him. But in the end, you know, he only needs a moment. 
you know, we all enjoyed the challenge and, you know, to play against such a player, you know, obviously is a great honour. So we heard there from Jay Demerit um, from the US, Leon Balogan, who played for Nigeria, and then finally there from Adrian Mariapa, who played for Jamaica. And it was interesting that he just basically said, Lionel Messi just needs, he just needs a moment to succeed on the, on the field. And it almost feels like we're doing him, him an injustice in a way that he just bursts into life. But it's, it's always interested me that he's taken a bit of time to, to get into the game and, and commonly he's been scoring around the 35th minute or assisting around the 35th minute almost as if he's just been like a, he's doing a recce of a, of a, of a scene of a, of a heist that he's about to do he's sort of just you know weighing it all up it just it's a reflection of his sort of his spatial awareness and um, I mean what, what's your take on, on, on how you see him on the field, Ollie. What, how he operates, the, the logistics of his movements. Very different to when we first saw him in the sort of mid late two thousands, when he was he was a, a, a young player and one who was you know full of energy, spark. You know he he, he was you know when Guardiola started the pressing game at um, at Barcelona, he was a big 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 part of that. He was just you know nonstop. Um, in terms of his movement, would never give opponent, you know, opposition defenders a moment's rest. Was just always on the move, and you would have these bursts from him every time he got the ball. And now, you know, I mean, he's thirty-five. He's still in remarkable shape for a thirty-five-year-old footballer. But he's, but he's, you look at his stats now, and and he doesn't have many sprints in a game. He he doesn't cover much ground. Sometimes you just look and you see him walking, walking, walking. And I remember seeing him in that game against Croatia in the 2018 World Cup and he was walking, walking, walking and the ball wasn't coming to him and it was almost like he was walking, you know, um, like he was having some sort of introspective moment where he, where he was having, you know, just, you thought, what's going through your head? You're completely disengaged from the game. I looked much at the, um, at this World Cup, the, the Mexico game, the second game and I was looking at him and he was walking and walking and, and just sort of strolling and not really being on the ball for about five or ten minutes. And then that moment, bang, you know, Di Maria passed to him and he just he just wandered into a little bit of space. And that moment, one touch and then the, the shot into the bottom corner. It's, it's, it's a very different Messi, I think, to the one that we first saw because he's 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 so much more economical with his movements, but he's... I mean, he was always an incredibly intelligent player, but his intelligence now in terms of how best to use his his energy and his time and the space and, and the ball is remarkable. Balogun mentioned in the um, in the piece that we just heard there about his his presence, the, the the awareness, and he said he always seems to have the solution, which is a gift, isn't it? Ultimately, yes. And if I can uh, add what uh, Oli said yeah. uh, against Mexico in that game. When he was uh, uh, waiting for that moment of brilliance, but uh, he already told he had already told Di Maria, "You need to, you need to give me the ball in the center because they are being uh, a little bit weak now." On the, uh, and it was the first time probably in the game that they were not. And if you if you if you t- see the goal when well, Di Maria gives the ball to him. And uh, there is the the, the nearest uh, closest defender was like two meters away, and that two meters made the difference. So um, yeah, I see him uh, like uh, 
sniper, a hunter, you know, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. hunting all the yeah. time. And he's looking around all the time. Uh, the assist he gave against the Netherlands, for example. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Let's give that a it's lot out of, of this world. I mean, amazing. Uh, it took me like eight different replays, you know, when you're in the media desk and you get all these, these cameras. I'm not sure many people uh, get as many cameras as we, as we do in the media desk. And, and, um, and, and then we realized also it was an admeg. Yeah. It was an admeg. And, and um, you know, Van Dijk really impressed me. It was the first time I, I, I watched Van Dijk uh, on the pitch and not just on, on television. And, and even you can see him like really, really uh, uh, surprised by, by where's the ball now? And he, 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 was, he was not able to identify where the ball was until it was too late. And he reacted very quickly, but it wasn't as quickly as, 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 as Messi. So, yeah, for me, now when he's walking, he's hunting all the time. It's like uh, one of these uh, documentaries about the, the, the <laughs> wildlife, you know? It's like, what is he doing now? Who is the, who is the hunter, the defender or, or, or the supposed prey? And the hmm. prey it becomes the hunter here. It's, it's amazing. It's a different level of Messi. I completely agree with uh, what Oli said. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. It was funny what uh, Jay Demerit was saying. And look, we're not saying that you know, Balogun or Mariapa or Demerit are the greatest players and are on the, on, on the same level. But it was almost really nice to hear sort of a standard international footballer talking about the difference in class, the gulf in class between someone who is one of the greats. And the word that Demerit used was, was elus elusiveness, which I thought was a really nice way of, of, of describing it and also saying that you're, when you're confused as a defender, it must just be chaos in your mind, just thinking, oh, I, I, I might be able to get close to him here. I might be able to get a tackle in there, but he's going to get me eventually. He strikes fear into, into opponents, doesn't he? That's, that, that seems to be the main thing with him. They're in awe of him but also, and respectful of him, but also thinking, oh, he's going to go to town on me eventually. You look at Tuesday night and, and playing against Gavardiol, who's, yeah. um, you know, Croatia's young central defender who's widely considered to be the best, you know, the best young central defender in Europe. And, you know, we've seen him play brilliantly at this World Cup. He's been absolutely fantastic. And, and he, he, he played well the other night, to be frank. Um, but that moment in the in the second half when Messi just sort of drifted drifted you know walking drifting um towards the touchline and he beat he beat him three times in that move and um to set up the goal for Alvarez and I was in the press box and I just went oh you know it was just it was it was just a beautiful moment and then I thought about it and I thought people are talking about it like it was some sort of career defining piece of brilliance you see Messi do that in every game he plays and what, what's more, I think if you go back seven, eight years or five, five, six years, he would only have needed to beat Guardiola once or maybe twice to do what, what he did. 
And now because he's not as quick as he was, you know, he had to beat him and then stop and then beat him again and then beat him again round the back, you know, um, around the outside. But he can, you know, to be able to do what, you know, when you don't have that same acceleration as he used to have, but he can still beat one of the best central defenders in the world three times to set up a goal is I mean that's more than elusive isn't it that's that I mean he's he's just he's just remarkable and you know I don't I mean let's look at Mbappe he, he has has the pace to get away from players and, and does to get away from does get away from players and probably only needs to beat them once but I don't think he'll be doing at 35 what what Messi is absolutely well we don't know he might be he might be. who knows he might be. but they are different they're different animals yeah. aren't they completely more from ollie and martin to come but we wanted to just get a taste of what it's like to manage messi as well Maurizio pochettino coached him at paris saint germain um he's written about him in his latest column for the athletic you can read that one today here's a, a little clip of pochettino on coaching the magic man messi it's a player that uh... <laughs> Is uh, know everything. Is mm. a player with the capacity to to read inside to the pitch what what is going on and what the team need. Uh, you have Messi during one hour and a half or two hour uh, training on the pitch. Um, all the things that happened there is um, is is unbelievable. No, I think for me it was an, an amazing experience uh, to have the possibility to to share uh, with him. In, in the in the training ground, when you have Messi, only you need uh, the rest of the of the player uh, uh, understand that uh, they need to recover the ball to give uh, him to to play and to keep the the energy and 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 to and spend the energy. In, I think that the debate is so sterile and so uh, silly sometimes because you cannot pretend that uh, Maradona or Messi or, or Pelé, uh, if we are talking the, the three most important players in the history of the of football, that to be focusing to try to recover the ball back. I think yeah, yeah. He, he, he cannot be involved. Only he needs to, to keep his position and the rest to, to run for him. So, Martin, there was a moment against Croatia. The fans were singing as per usual that did, that didn't doesn't really identify any moment they were they were singing even more than normal and messi was in the center circle and he just looked around and just seemed to be soaking up the whole atmosphere and it reflected not only the fact that he knew that the the pressure the the weight of the nation but i thought also he looked so serene and that seems to be the thing this this tournament that the stars seem to be aligning for him, that he is comfortable in his own skin, he's comfortable with the responsibility. Um, in terms of his place in that team and how his teammates see him, do you get the feeling that they're, they're all very, very comfortable with the fact that they are, they're wanting to give him the ball so he can, go, he can do his magic, but they also know that it will come back if, if need be, that he's, he's playing a, a pivotal role it's not. It's not a selfish role. It's. It's almost a selfless role at times. Yes. Uh, in terms of pressure, I think the worst part was definitely the group stage for for Argentina, uh, because it started so well with the, the first half with uh, Saudi Arabia, and after that it collapsed, and it was like, oh, we've seen this this film already. You know, it's like again, and Messi's role that day 
was uh, very, very, I would say, crucial because for in, in Argentina, it was seven o'clock in the morning, that game. It was like playing in different World Cup in Japan, maybe, I don't know. And at, at nine, everyone was devastated by the loss. But then Messi went not just on the press conference, the flash zone, but also on the mix zone. He spoke with every rights, non-rights, whatever. And he sent one message. It was for the, for the players. Uh, you need to trust in this group because this group won't leave anyone behind. At 11 in the morning after Poland and, and Mexico, they couldn't beat each other, so it was only one point. We were hoping again and, and dreaming again that it was possible, it was possible. And after that, the pressure against Mexico was unbearable. And again, he unlocked the game with this, with this move. But the whole team has, has responded in a way that uh, probably never before. Argentina, when they lost the final against uh, Chile in the, in the Copa America, one of the main critics, also internal critics, is that they, they want us running. Uh, they couldn't beat us because, yes, it was nil-nil and penalties, but the attitude was uh, they run more than, than we did. And, and now it's impossible to say that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, messy leads, but at the same time they also play for him, but they're ready to, to I would say, replace uh, him uh, and, and the team still uh, can perform during those five, seven minutes that he's maybe not very active. So I think this is one of the main differences with the, with the past. Someone that helps him along the way is Rodrigo de Paul. The, the role that he has in the team is, is, is fascinating. That, and it, I suppose it's also funny that we're seeing Messi play the whole game, but then some of the enforcers around him or the enablers around him are doing so much work that yeah, they yeah. are they are sacrificed <laughs> earlier. I mean, De Paul watching him is oh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Really, it has. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a very talented, yeah, skillful course. player. Yeah. But I think you know the way he's sort of been pigeonholed and what the way the way he's 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 almost pigeonholed himself at this World Cup is is of this you know enforcer. Um, Sort of almost like a Messi's bodyguard or something like that. He's he's just so. I mean, he's he's he, you know when there's a loose ball near Messi, he's always he's always there to sort of pick up the pieces, and he's 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 you know he's like a, a support a support act, I suppose. But he, he's no, he he's been he's been brilliant. But I I I would say, I mean, I touched on it earlier. I would say this is not the most talented group that Messi's played with by any means with the national team. I think we've seen. Argentina underachieve collectively in the past, and um, when they've had really, really, really talented elite-level players who may, maybe haven't really found, found the right balance in the team. Whereas this team just looks like it's um, this team looks like it is the sum of its parts, or more than the sum of its parts, because it is so together, so hardworking, so well organised, um, and it's it's very you know it, it, it's very impressive, and and it goes sort of counter to everything you. We hear about modern sport where it shouldn't be about the individual. The system should never be about the individual. And I feel like this this team is very much set up to bring the best out of out of Messi. There are other significant players. I won't necessarily mention Cristiano Ronaldo's name, um, but I did. Um, that are very much based around the personality, and you can see if he's unhappy, 
he will paint a picture with his face with his body language and all that sort of stuff with Messi when you watch him he's very reserved very sort of uh, he does sort of show emotion occasionally obviously when he scores we, we see that but on the field he's got that sort of stone-faced almost and I wonder what it's like for the players playing alongside him the the fact that if they don't if they don't give him the ball maybe just that little look that he might be able to give not in a particularly animated way just gives them a, a reminder of oh yeah hang on a minute I should have I should have gone to Messi there do they, do they ever talk about that the fact that just having him there he's almost like a magnet that they they know that it has to go to him or, or do they feel like he is he is right now a real team player well I think it's a very interesting topic that you, you brought because for years um, the main discussion was uh, Messi's looks uh, because in the dressing room when they were trying to decode him uh, and I'm speaking for 15 years uh, they didn't know what he was thinking yeah. so it was all about Messi's looks it's like oh maybe he's not happy about this or that but he wasn't really speaking up and and and, and it was it was kind of traumatic for for even for past managers you know to understand exactly uh are we okay with this or with that and and sabella was probably the the one that that understood that looks better in a better way but um now i think we can also see a different a different messi because he you can see that he's also um, encouraging some of the players, for example, especially the young players, um, and 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 telling them something that before it was uh, it was not. You could really see him um, saying to the, saying something to to any of them. But at the same time, when he shows free, they know that he's really hoping to get the ball. So it's it's not that. The magnet is a negative magnet. If he if he's free and he's asking for the ball, you give the ball to to him because he knows he has already mapped out the whole uh, situation and he knows that he can do something with the ball. There is also a tiny factor as well, which is Messi angry. You can see when Messi is angry now on the pitch. It could be for uh, just a moment in, in Australia, for example. Um, there was this someone grabbing him by the jersey and then there is a throw-in but that throw-in when he was face to face with the Australian uh, defender that was the moment two minutes after that he had scored and because he was angry and this reminds me to something that Thierry Henry said once that about training with him at, at Barcelona that sometimes in training sessions when there was someone fouling him they didn't get they didn't call the, the the foul, so he got angry and <laughs> and then he would run for the ball, uh, tackle someone, and dribble past everywhere, anywhere, and 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 scoring. And this is also when Messi is angry that you can feel anger in a good way. Let's just wrap up by just Oli. I want you to deal with this: that the comparison between Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. They have both had incredible careers. We know that, but. Looking at it through the prism of this World Cup, there is no comparison. Cristiano Ronaldo was a passenger. Lionel Messi has been the, the driver of the bus headlong towards World Cup glory. 
And do you feel in any way sorry for Cristiano Ronaldo for having to go through this and see Messi performing at such a high level? Or do you just think, well, no, maybe maybe the cream has just risen to the top and that's fair enough? Well, I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo has not done himself too many favours over, over the course of this season and, uh, you know, things he said, things he's done. That's on, that's on the pitch and off it, isn't it? It, that's, it is, yeah. it is. And, and it's it's difficult. When, you know, he's 37 years old. He, he's been, you know, I, I would say he's been the second best player in the world for a long, long time. He's felt like he's been the best. You know, he's certainly deserved most of his Ballon d'Or. He, he's, he's a brilliant player. And he has been, it, it must be hard enough trying to sort of battle against decline sort of belated eventual decline without having his great rival performing the way he has done at this World Cup but we shouldn't we shouldn't you know people shouldn't look at them through the prism of a World Cup when they're 37 and 35 respectively you know this shouldn't really be the the sort of litmus test of the Ronaldo Messi debate but I I think if you look at their body of work over nearly two decades that that's what you you base it on and and that, to me, is what puts Messi ahead. It's it's not just, you know, I think people would say, well, look at, you know, Ronaldo's won more Champions Leagues or Ronaldo's scored more goals in Champions League, more, go- more goals at international level. If you actually talk about the player, and Messi is one of the best goal scorers I've ever seen, the best dribbler I've ever seen, the best creator I've ever seen, he's maintained that level for an incredibly long time he's the most sort of exciting thrilling player i've ever seen and he has he's now i mean he look he, he took his team to the world cup in 20 the final in 2014 i don't think they would have qualified without him in 2018 um he's helped them get to the final again in 2022 you can say he hasn't quite done himself justice on the world cup stage until now but he's had pretty good world cups this one has been a great world cup and it might just sort of be the crowning, defining image which just settles him. Maybe, you know, maybe in some minds as the greatest of all time, maybe as the greatest of his generation, but just his greatness will potentially be defined by victory on Sunday. But if they don't win, let's make no mistake, he, he has been and still is one of the best players we'll ever see. Last quick word from you, Martin has to be a final word to you. Lionel Messi, do you feel that he will be able to realise the dream on Sunday? Do you think that this is going to happen? Uh, may I touch wood? <laughs> yes, I think, I think he is, uh, he's very resolute about the idea of this is the World Cup, his last World Cup. He's already said that before without any doubts. No, it, it won't be enough for, for another World Cup. This has to be the last World Cup. He put himself under the spotlight in the, with the pressure of it's either this one or it's not. And, and I think he's played game after game um, with the mind in, uh, that uh, he will finish as, as he dreamed. And you can see even the other day in the semi-final, it's like when he touched his uh, hamstring and everyone was uh, was very very worried about that and then he he did what he did in the second half so it's um i think it's it's if if he wins it's going to be a victory not just of the player but also of the mind of the player it's the mind that kept him going going and uh 
I think this is the real legacy that many people will, will learn over, over years. The mind of Messi was as, as brilliant as, uh, as the technical ability. Martin, Oli, thank you very much indeed. It's been great to sort of get into your minds about Messi's mind ahead of this huge occasion. Uh, we're obviously following it all the way on The Athletic. Uh, if you're not already a subscriber, you can sign up today for our latest offer, which is £2 or $2 a month for the first year. Thank you very much for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow as we edge ever closer to the World Cup final. The Athletic.